Hi, this is Ananda, President of the Hare Krishna Community near Washington, D.C. What follows is a Sunday talk recorded at our temple. Every Sunday we invite the public for meditation, a talk, and a vegetarian lunch. We'd love for you to join us. More information is available at iskonofdc.org. That's I-S-K-C-O-N of D-C dot org. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the talk. Um, so with all your permission, um, I'd like to try and uh, speak on this topic uh, that Ananda Mata so nicely entitled, uh, Rediscovering Japa. Um, my original title for this was Japa is a Superpower but she thought it would be more appropriate than Japa, rediscovering Japa. So, um, let me start with a little introduction. Um, as, as Ananda mentioned, I was one of the kids who grew up in the Krishna movement, and uh, sometimes when we misbehaved, they would make us do Japa. And it's funny because many of the devotees who joined the Krishna movement during the time of Srila Prabhupada, japa for them is like the greatest gift they ever received. It was like an opportunity to be directly in touch with Krishna. And uh, some of us, our generation, we got that from Kirtan. You know, there's this double beat, Kharava beat that everyone plays now. My generation brought that into the kirtan. No one did that before. When people would hear that in kirtan in America, they think, "What are you showing off?" When we, when I, when we were kids, remember this this one beat. Everyone's like, "Bunta, bunta, bunta, bun." This is the beat every kirtan all the time, and so we start playing. You know. They're like, whoa, what are you, well, come on, what are you doing? You know? So our generation, we found kirtan as a vehicle for our expression, a vehicle for connecting with Krishna. And still, many of the members of my generation, you'll find them, they'll sit for 24, 48, 64, whatever, hours doing kirtan. You know, literally, I've, I've done it with many friends, 19 hours in 24 hours. I went to the bathroom, I threw something, I like leaned against the wall, the rest of the time I was in kirtan. 19 hours, you know. And it's not like you feel you have to, or there's some pressure, or someone's pushing you. It's just from your heart, you want to. So how to have that with japa? Um, you know, I always joke that there's two kinds of people. There's japa people and kirtan people, you know. It's a, it's a joke. You, know, you can always kind of divide things like that. You know? So, of course, we know that that's not true. And we know how much emphasis is put on japa. So japa, just to define it for people who are not familiar so much with what I'm talking about, japa is the more private practice of reciting God's names. And, and it can be done in any tradition. You can take the name in any tradition, and you can recite that name, and it is Japa. Um, let me see if I can find a quote about the importance of Japa. So I'm just pulling up a... Uh, 
So this is from Srila Prabhupada's translation of the Nectar of Devotion. Um, to give some context of why it's considered important and how such emphasis has been put on japa in our tradition specifically. Srila Prabhupada writes, In the Naradiya Purana it is directed, one should not accept more than necessary if he is serious about discharging devotional service. The purport is that one should not neglect following the principles of devotional service, nor should one accept the rulings of devotional service, which are more than what he can easily perform. It's a very interesting idea from Prabhupada. For example, it may be said that one should chant the Hare Krishna mantra at least 100,000 times daily on his beads. So how many rounds is that? Someone who's... So this is kind of generally accepted that if you want to work your way out of the net of maya that we're all stuck in, that you should be doing at least 64 rounds a day. So this is... But if this is not possible, I mean, how many of us could do... That's like 10 hours of japa chanting, right? How many hours? 64 rounds. We've done it. Some of us have done it once or twice... Eight hours. Wow, you're fast. Okay, eight hours. So eight hours of your day chanting, and then you do your other stuff. Cook, clean, go to work, commute, you know. But if this is not possible, then one must minimize his chanting according to his own capacity. Generally, we recommend our disciples to chant at least 16 rounds on their japa daily. And this should be completed. But if one is not able to even able to chant 16 rounds, then he must make it up the next day. He must be sure to keep his vow. <laughs> if he does not strictly follow this out, then he is sure to be negligent. That is offensive in the service of the Lord. If we encourage offenses, we shall not be able to make progress in devotional service. It is better if one fixes up a regulative principle according to his own ability and then follows that vow without fail. That will make him advanced in spiritual life. So there's a lot of interesting things that Prabhupada says here giving like hints or encouragement in certain directions. Let's just understand for now, uh, this is, if you search, this is the first mention of japa and the nectar of instruction. So you can find this. It's under a category called accepting only what is necessary. Let's leave that for now. The main thing I wanted to bring up from that is, wow, Srila Prabhupada really makes a big deal about chanting 16 rounds every day. It's really a big deal. He said it so much. Really important. In fact, he considers it the minimum from eight hours, ten hours of chanting to two hours. Okay, that's the minimum. Once Prabhupada said, you're not civilized if you're not chanting at least 16 rounds. <laughs> okay. So, japa, the personal private uh, recitation of God's holy name as opposed to kirtan, which can be done in community or in sangha, so the first question I want to ask all of you is, obviously I'm ex expressing how, for me, it's been a challenge. So for just uh, five minutes, can we break into groups of three? And you can just share, if it's not japa, it can be some other kind of meditation, private meditation practice. Can you just share amongst yourselves what has worked and what has not worked for you in your japa or personal meditation practice, just to share amongst each other. And then we'll 
ask some to share if they'd like. Is that all right? Please. Hare Krishna. Please, can everyone uh, give your attention back toward the front? So I'd like to start by asking some devotees. It's okay. I'd like to start by asking some devotees if they'd like to share some of what they heard uh, in their... Uh, we have a microphone coming. Would someone like to share something from their group? To help us all feel that we're in this together. This is not an isolated, you know, my own struggle, my own private struggle. Please. Chaman Prabhu. Oh. Haribo. 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 Uh, How much do we love Chaman Puri Prabhu? <laughs> How much I have to pay you all? <laughs> only, only with your life. <laughs> uh, my personal experience is that when I uh, play harmonium and sing, mm-hmm. and I'm concentrating on the bhajan, but when I start doing japa, my mind is going in all directions, mm-hmm. and I cannot concentrate. So I like to uh, uh, sing on the harmonium at home, uh, whether it's equal to japa or not, I do not know, but I enjoy it, and I can concentrate. Uh, japa, I have not been able to concentrate. Mm, beautiful. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing so open-heartedly. Yeah, I think many of us, I mean, I also have the same experience. Yeah. Who else? Uh, we have one up here, uh, Mama Tripu. Oh, yeah, please, I didn't see. I'm so sorry. Yeah, please, good, good, good. So, um, so we said, one of the things was that they were saying in our group that they, association, they encouraged by when they have association to do japa with other people who are really enthused, more enthused than they are, Mm-hmm. And uh, phone, like the japa you do on the phone, mm-hmm. like the phone group if you're not able to come to the temple. And then for me, I was saying what I was encouraging is to remind myself that this is my time with Krishna and to not treat it like it's a task, more like, okay, I have to check this off my list, but like, no, no, no. I, this is my time with Krishna and I need to make sure to like, that I do this today so that it's not like a job and it's actually, I treat it more precious, like that way, more important. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Chapa is not a job. Hmm. Anyone else want to share something? Yes, Prabhu. So, what I heard from my group, the most wonderful thing is, before chanting, just hearing something, like hearing nice kirtan or listening to Srimad Bhagavatam, that connects to the chanting. Hmm. We also heard that in our group. Right? Yeah. Hmm. Nice. He said, hearing something that brings you into the right consciousness, that connects you deeper before you begin your practice, hearing something from, from a realized soul, something from a realized soul. Anyone else? Yes, please. We have another mic. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm ignoring all my friends and, you know, like, I'm creating 10 offenses right here while I'm sitting what helps me uh, during my japa is instead of uh, focusing on the whole 16 rounds or the full japa mala, I want to focus on the one mantra that I'm saying right now. I, I feel like I should put my entire energy into that mantra, mm. then thinking of 
um, that I have to do so mm. many rounds. Mm. That's very practical. Yeah, I think many of us also would agree with that, being in the moment, being present. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to share that, uh, just what Sushma just shared, that uh, one mantra at a time helps. And this mm. was something that Sachinandan Maharaj had shared with us in one of the Japa retreats mm. in New Vrindavan we'd attended a few years back. And the second was, of course, uh, you know, what Kimberly was just saying, that when we chant in association, it really, really helps. Uh, it doesn't feel like a burden at that time. Mm-hmm. And I, could, I can say that because um, this, this last Karthik, we had a couple of Japa retreats at our home and a friend's house. Uh, we did 64 rounds, and it was so much easier to do it along with devotees chanting. At the same time, then it didn't feel like, oh, my God, I have so many rounds to finish or whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever. So it just, it just made it so much easier you know, the whole vibration of the house and everything was just so positive and mm. so uh, uplifting spiritually. So let me ask yes. another question. What doesn't work? Okay, we've all been sharing what works. Uh, maybe someone could also share what doesn't work. Okay. Did everyone hear that? My wise brother? What did he say? Chanting when you're tired, when you're, you know. Any other things? What doesn't work? When you are mechanical about chanting, you know, some, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, japa. What do you mean by the word mechanical? I mean, you have no love. Uh, you're just, you know, on the purpose of chanting, okay, I need to chant. Okay, how, how can I complete? But instead of, you know, having love uh, towards uh, Krishna, uh, you're just mechanically you are chanting without your heart into it. You know, I'm going to bookmark this. Because I'm not sure I agree fully. So I want to bookmark this because this is a really important point. This is a really important point. So everyone remember what Prabhu said? Mechanically. That it doesn't work to do it mechanically without love. I just want to bookmark this. I'm not going to comment right now. Okay. Uh, Anyone else? One more thing. What doesn't work? Maybe from a lady. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Uh, if in the morning time I'm missing uh, Japa, and so many times it happens like, you know, oh, whole day is there, today is the holiday, so I can do it. Mm. But it does not happen. Rather, as time passes, if I'm not going to Japa, and so many other devotees, they also expressed, if not going, you know, doing Japa, then it gives dissatisfaction. Everything ruins. And even Prabhupada mentioned, if your chanting is good, then everything will be good. Mm. I like this is a this is I'm going to move on because our time is almost finished, actually, and I, we have some other things we want to share. We have till two. Who said? No, no, no. No, no, no. We are das. We are not boss. Okay, so hold. On. So I'm going to bo- thank you, thank you. This is a very, a very good point that procrastination never works. Japa. Yeah. Okay. So. What I'd like to do first, if possible, is share something that has been working for me and um, has really been like, a, uh, like, a, like an anchor. You know, the ocean is pushing and pulling. So an anchor that's keeping me connected to my japa has been the shikshastakam. Now, what I like about shikshastakam, I like things that, you know the word synchronicity? 
I like it when things magically match up and it feels like, oh, this is a sign that Krishna's paying attention. When things, you know, like when I see when I'm driving and I'm tired, I'm going to New York for some kirtan programs and I see a bus that goes by, bus number 108. I think, all right, Krishna's with me, you know. You know. So Shikshastakam, how many verses are there in Shikshastakam? There are eight. And how many rounds are we uh, prescribed? 16, right? So I've been doing this thing where I've been chanting each verse of Shikshastakam twice. So one before round one and one before round two. Then I move to the next verse. And then I do the second verse before round three and again before round four. Now what, like this, and then all the way through till that the eighth verse, I'm doing it on the 15th and 16th round. Now, why this has been so helpful for me is first of all, We'll go through the translation and we can discuss as we go. You know, this is an endless topic and it's a lifetime of work, of, of dedication. But uh, I think if we focus on Shikshastakam today, I've, at least f- I feel like I'm giving a gem that's been very, very helpful for me. So Shikshastakam, for those who are not familiar, is eight poems written directly by Sri Chaitanya. We have this whole culture because of Sri Chaitanya. But many of the teachings that we have are given through his disciples. Someone's memory of, or someone's recollection of, or someone's experience of. Kind of like, you know, this, in the story of Jesus. You know, all the things we know about Jesus come through his disciples. And they're filled with Shakti. You know, we, when we hear about Lord Chaitanya and Chaitanya Charitamrita, we're hearing about Lord Chaitanya, we're experiencing Lord Chaitanya. But these eight poems are his own poetry. Right? Like if Christians had eight verses that were written by Jesus, they would feel really enthusiastic. Right? Actually, these are the words of Jesus. So there's no question about the mood or the, you know, like this. It's right here. In addition, these eight verses move through the various layers of attraction and connection to Krishna getting ever deeper. So in our japa every day, that's the aspiration, is to get closer and closer to the holy name. The holy name, as we all know, is Krishna, is God, in sound form. I've said this many times, that... The holy name is more merciful than God. Because no matter how advanced I get in my spiritual practice, I will never be able to attract Krishna the way Srimati Radharani attracts Krishna, right? It's just not possible. She is the expansion of Krishna's own internal energy. The love between Radha and Krishna, I will never get that close. Okay. Fine. And Lalita Vishaka, oh, I mean, there Radha's dear. I'll never get that close. And each time you think about it, you realize there's so many devotees who are so much dearer to the Lord than me. What is the chance of me getting close to the Lord, even for a moment? Practically nothing. And yet, and as Lord Chaitanya says in this poem, through the holy name, we can be the most intimate, even more than we can be with our own spouse in the form of the holy name the name 
is the most merciful and most intimate form, more intimate than we will ever become even in our highest states of spiritual advancement. Does that point make sense? The holy name can be invited into our bedroom. The holy name can be invited into the shower. The holy name can be invited invited into the toilet room. It's inconceivable. There is no place where the holy name cannot be invited in in the most intimate way. This is a very mystical thing, actually, that it's the most sacred and most pure thing, and yet it's completely accessible at all times and purifies everything at all times. So, if all we get through today is this uh, one thing, I would like to ask Hari Bhakti Prabhu to sing the Sanskrit of Shikshastakam, each verse, and then we'll stop and we'll read the translation. And just consider maybe the idea of, if not this, some other scripture or meditation that you can do between your japa to bring you back into an awareness of why you do japa. So we'll go through one by one and I'll explain how I have been hearing shikshastakam in my attempt to get deeper in my japa. Is this okay? Is everything okay so far? Sanskrit is not so good. <clears throat> or you can do it from memory as you, whatever is. Yeah. You know. Cheto Darpan Marjanam Bhava Maha Dwagani Nirvahapanam Shreya Kairvachandrika Vitaranam Vidya Vadhujivanam Anandam Budhivardhanam Anandam Budhivardhanam Pratipadam Purnamrita Swadhanam Sarvatma Snapanam Param Vijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtanam Let's see if we can get the translation up there. So this is the first one that I chant. So I'm chanting this. I chant prayers to my guru. I chant prayers to Srila Prabhupada. I chant Panchatattva Mahamantra. I chant one Mahamantra. And then I chant this. So this is the first thing that I chant, and I'm usually trying to do it first thing, first, before my brain even wakes up. So this is a really nice meditation. Glory to Sri Krishna Sankirtan, which cleanses the heart of all the dust accumulated for years and extinguishes the fire of conditional life, of repeated birth and death. This Sankirtana movement is the prime benediction for humanity at large because it spreads the rays of the benediction moon. It is the life of all transcendental knowledge. It increases the ocean of transcendental bliss, and it enables us to fully taste the nectar for which we are always anxious. So I want to draw your attention to one particular phrase in this. So many nice things in this poetry. My daughter's name comes from this verse. That's how much I love this verse. Specifically, Lord Chaitanya says in this and the next verse, this Sankirtana movement, 
is the prime benediction for humanity at large. This is a, a quite a great statement. So we understand that Lord Chaitanya is Radha and Krishna in one form who has come to give this practice to the world. So when Lord Chaitanya says something is something, we have to believe him. Now even if you have no faith in Lord Chaitanya, historically, this guy knows what he's talking about. Because it's from Lord Chaitanya that this practice of kirtan has come all over the world. So even historically, we have to put some weight on the words of Sri Chaitanya. And he says, it's the prime benediction for humanity at large. There's a lot of benedictions. Like, there's a lot of things that are good in the world. He says, this is the number one. Let's go to verse number two, please. Oh my Lord, your holy name alone can render all benediction to living beings. And thus you have hundreds and millions of names like Krishna and Govinda. And these transcendental names, you have invested all your transcendental energies. There are not even hard and fast rules for chanting these names. Oh my Lord, out of kindness you enable us to easily approach you by your holy names. But I am so unfortunate, I have no attraction for them. So verse number two goes a little deeper. It goes through that doorway of appreciation for the Sankirtan movement, and then one step closer saying, this, your names, inside your names, are all transcendental energies. Lord Chaitanya says another superlative here. He says, your holy name alone can render all benediction to living beings. He doesn't only include humans now. He goes to the next step. Any living creature, your holy name alone can render all benediction. That's a pretty phenomenal uh, uh, submission by Lord Chaitanya. More than economic development, more than uh, d democracy, more than uh, kindness or you know, whatever, all the things, you know, compassion, more than compassion. Sri Chaitanya says, the holy name alone by itself can render all benediction. I'm not saying that I have this realization, but this is what he's saying. So at least we should know what he's saying. And then he says, showing my own state, and yet I have no attraction. It's so accessible, but I have no taste. I have no attraction. So this is so nice, because if anyone who's done 16 rounds, by the time you get to two and three, you're starting to wake up into your japa. Usually you're not really present. you know. So he's saying, and I have no taste. So he goes, yes, I have no taste. When I... When I get to do this, I feel like I'm sitting with Lord Chaitanya while he's chanting. It's a very nice feeling. Please, let's go to verse number three. Trinadapi <laughs> 
ಆತ್ಮಾನಿನ ಮಾನದೇನ ಕೀರ್ತನೀಯ One should chant the holy name of the Lord in a humble state of mind, thinking oneself lower than the straw on the street. One should be more tolerant than a tree, devoid of all sense of false prestige, and should be ready to offer all respect to others. In such a state of mind, one can chant the holy name of the Lord constantly. I love this verse because I have three children, and i'm constantly being bothered and annoyed and challenged by what my kids do and this verse always reminds me of how little spiritual advancement i've made there's only verse 3 and ah oh, forget it impossible you know i'm just constantly challenged by the ways of the world so this verse reminds me of the mood that we need to have and that i can actually honestly say to the world that i'm making some spiritual advancement when i'm offering respect to others and i'm not feeling and i'm feeling humble you know then i know oh, maybe i'm making some progress you know please number 4 nadhanam najanam nasundarim nadhanam najanam nasundarim ಓಮರಿ ಲೋರ್ಡ್ ಐ ಹವ್ ನೋ ಡಿಸೈರ್ ಟು ಅಕ್ಯುಮ್ಯುಲೇಟ್ ವೆಲ್ಸ್ ಐ ಹವ್ no desire nor do i desire beautiful women or beautiful men nor do i want any number of followers i only want your causeless devotional service birth after birth this is placed so perfectly in this practice because it's right around uh, right around rounds you know 7 and 8 that you're thinking i have so many things to do like i'm only at 8 i have 16 to go there's some an email just came in you know let me check how many followers i have on the instagram post uh and then you remember lord titania says i don't want any number of followers right and and you know so many of us in this country we work really hard just to exist everyone knows that americans work very very hard and um it just reminds us that the goal of our working is not to accumulate wealth it's not for fame and fortune it's to facilitate our causeless devotional service our attempt please number 5 ainandatanuja kinkaram patitamam O son of Maharaj Nanda, Krishna, I am your eternal servitor, yet somehow... I have fallen into the ocean of birth and death. 
please pick me up from this ocean of death and place me as one of the atoms at your lotus feet. So this is, for me, where the poem begins to change and the devotee begins to be starting to be pulled by Krishna's own attractive energy in this poetry. You know, uh, really recognizing our helplessness and letting the Lord, begging for the Lord, please, you know, I'm here and I'm just trying, even if I'm chanting mechanically, you know, I'm, I'm just trying. So please you pull me and put me, you know. Please, uh, number six. Nayanam Nayanam Kala Adashudharaya Vadanam Gadagadarudagira Pulakeranichitam Vapu Kada Tavanam Grahane Bhavishati O oh my Lord, when will my eyes be decorated with tears of love flowing constantly when I chant your holy name? When will my voice choke up? And when will the hairs of my body stand on end at the recitation of your name? Please, number seven. Yugaitam nimishena chakshushayam Shunyaitam jagatasarvam govinda virahinami O Govinda, feeling your separation, I am considering a moment to be like 12 years or more. Tears are flowing from my eyes like torrents of rain, and I'm feeling all vacant in the world in your absence. I like this uh, number six to number seven because Lord Chaitanya is saying, when will I cry? And the very next verse he's saying, I'm crying. So this shows that it's a progression that these are progressive ecstasies going in deeper. This is Mahaprabhu inviting us into this. When? He's saying, I have no taste. Then he's saying, oh, when? Then he's saying, now I'm crying. This is an invitation. This, 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 uh, you know the story of Narutam Das Thakur that Mahaprabhu left a treasure, a, a prema dhana in a river buried for him. This is like that. If we can break it open, this is that prema dhana left for us by Lord Chaitanya. Uh, please, last one. I know no one but Krishna as my Lord, and he shall remain so even if he handles me roughly by his embrace 
or makes me brokenhearted by not being present before me. He is completely free to do anything and everything, for he is always my worshipful Lord unconditionally. Why is Japa a superpower? My, my humble prayer to all of you today, I, I even heard just on the way in, just the title of this class, so many people appreciated it. It wasn't my title, actually. It's Anandamata's title. So clearly this is something that is important. You know, if I could tell you that I found an unlimited source of power that is not connected to the sun or to coal or to or to oil, endless source of power that will go on eternally. That would be the greatest discovery in the world. That is what Japa is. We have been given, this is spiritual alchemy. We are actually being given this practice, which if we can just take it, is the panacea. You know the word panacea? like a medicine that fixes everything. It doesn't exist, right? Just take this and it fixes everything. If someone has a, a serious immune disease, like HIV, they have to take medicine every day. They have to. It's not a question. If they want to live, they have to take medicine every day. You may think, but I've been taking medicine for like 40 years. Can I stop? Well, no, because you have HIV. That's it. You can't. You have to take it every day. Bakuno Takur says that this is the medicine for the condition that we're in. By chanting, even trying to just listen to that one name, even once, one, even if we just once a day heard one name, that itself is putting us directly in contact with the Lord. And all the problems of the world, when you, we all know this, anyone who's, done, who's tried to do this, you'll have even one name that peeks through the clouds and the entire world changes. All the problems become clear. What you're meant to do, how to do it, it's immediately clear. And we're so covered that by tomorrow we forget again. Japa is a superpower because actually we have been given this thing that if we can embrace it in our lives. Going back to this quote by Srila Prabhupada that I read at the beginning, Srila Prabhupada said, if you can't do what's requested as the minimum, then you choose some vow that you can do, but you don't ever miss it. And if you miss it, you take, then you take double dose the next day. Doctor says, pharmacist Abhay Charan Day, Giving us, if you miss dose one day, take double dose second day. <laughs> it's on the bottle. So my humble request for all of you is that you, uh, let, me just, let me just close by saying this. You know, I'm... I'm an aspiring disciple of His Holiness Radhanath Swami for a long time. I've been aspiring, and he's been perspiring. And uh, I um, really, the main thing is that I felt that I couldn't make the vow to do 16 rounds every day for the rest of my life. To make a vow is different than making a promise. 
right? There's a difference between a vow and a promise. Like, promise is like, pretty much all the time, I'm going to do this. Like, I really plan to do this. But a vow is like, we, we know we hear Mahabharata, like a vow is like, you keep the vow and you get like incredible shakti and blessings and right, a vow. So, you know, uh, I humbly beg all of you to, to please bless me that I can, you know, do this vow that I can one day become initiated by Radhana Swami and become connected to Lord Chaitanya through our lineage. I'll just leave you with this one thing. I'm over my time already, but I think the announcements went a little long, so I think it's okay, I'm still on time. Leave you with this last thought. Radhana Swami, uh, he says to his disciples, please chant, because by your chanting, you're empowering me to stay strong in my spiritual life. You know, this is the way our particular spiritual lineage works, that we serve those who 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 serve Radha and Krishna. Right? That's the idea. So we're investing through our chanting into the spiritual bank account of our community. And by being strong in our spiritual practices, we're strengthening each other in our spiritual practices. And by that connection, by the sincere attempt to keep that connection, whether it's one round a day, or four, or eight, or 16, or 64, whatever that vow is that we're keeping, we're empowering each other. And through that, we're staying connected to people like Lord Chaitanya, who have that rock-solid faith in the holy name. So by just a sincere attempt to do this, we're, you know, official representatives of the Sampradaya, just by the sincere attempt. And then we have all the Shakti of Lord Chaitanya at our own disposal by the sincere attempt. So I hope that's okay. Thank you so much for your patience. Hare Krishna. Let's have, let's have a round of applause for Hari Bhakti for his beautiful rendition of Shikshastakam. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Also, Gauravani Prabhu. Thank you.